0: Hi everyone. Welcome to this week's uh episode. We have started our fall session, right? Yes, fall, fall session. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Mixing up the session. We've started our fall session, fall, fall session. Um we have a new intern. This is her first uh podcast recording. Her name's Malata. If you would like to introduce yourself,
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Malata. Super excited to be working here at Brainwave. A little bit nervous for this first podcast, but also super excited. Thank you, Yasmin. <laughs>
0: she's she's a little she's a little nervous, but we're going we're gonna to get her a little comfortable because I know she's going to be on here very often because I want to force her to be on here. Um, <laughs> but I will let her start off because I think everyone's sick of hearing me for the past couple of weeks. So you want to take the mic. I'm handing it to you.
1: All right. So this week, we thought we would talk a little bit about guilty pleasures. Uh, By guilty pleasures, we're basically referring to things that people kind of like to do as a way to make themselves feel better that are maybe not super societally accepted, meaning like maybe you want to come home after school after you've had a really bad day and you want to binge some Netflix. Maybe you want to take a really long nap instead of doing your homework. Obviously, these are things that we all do. So what we're going to try to think about a little bit today is are guilty pleasures okay to indulge in? Should we be doing something healthier instead? That's just going to be today's theme. Okay. She's a
0: professional. I'm <laughs> not really a professional. Really. Um, so we can, we're going to, let's start off with examples. Because I feel like one of the reasons I actually put this topic out there when I, it just came to mind was because since you're new, every, at least every single episode, I will refer to a TikTok video that I saw. Um, but there was this video of this guy who was basically going around he's asking people's incomes and what their guilty pleasures were and I found it so interesting like the stuff that they would say and I started thinking I was like hmm what are my guilty pleasures low-key not even buying like clothes but buying food mm-hmm. it's, it's such a bad habit like listen I won't even be hungry, and I'll pass, like I'll, I'll I'll have dinner, right? And I'll be full, but then I'll be like, on oh, going, I'll pass the McDonald's. I'll be like, mmm, fries sound so good right now, and I'll go and I'll just waste all my money on food, like especially like McDonald's fries and their McFlurries. They just they just hit the spot, like that. Or I'm trying to think of like. I don't know, just small snacks like that, like mozzarella sticks from Sonic. I don't know if they have... Mm-hmm. Is Sonic
1: is Sonic in every state? It's not, like, a huge thing in every state, but, yeah, definitely. There are variations of Sonic, fast food, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, they're all over the place. God, those hit the spot. But that, that's my good point. I feel like buying food, I don't
0: think clothes more, more so, because, like, I can walk into a store and just start picking out stuff that, like, I don't need, mm-hmm. but... Maybe like buying stuff in in like excess, like in too much of something, um, but that's that's my guilty pleasure. I think that's the that's the top right now. Or like binge watching a show, or like rewatching rewatching
1: shows or movies. Yeah, that's like a huge thing for me. It was like Gilmore Girls. I'm on my fourth rewatch. Huh? Same thing every time. It's like eight seasons, but you know. You kind of mentioned when you were talking about stopping for food, you said it's like a bad habit. I don't know, though. Is it? Is it a bad habit? Like, what makes it so bad to, like, get ourselves a little snack or, like, a little treat when we're feeling down? That I am broke. I don't have <laughs> okay. any more money. But listen, listen. Like, it,
0: it, it's so nice that you just brought up a really good point. Like, when you're feeling down, but, like, I wouldn't even be feeling down. I'll just be like, mm, that sounds so good. And <laughs> it's a bad habit. But if I'm feeling down and I low-key, like, when I cheer myself up, what do I do? I just, I feel like I have a comfort show or, like, a comfort movie. My comfort movie is The Notebook.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. That is phenomenal. I really feel that. hmm The Notebook is incredible. <laughs> the
0: notebook or just any romance, like, romance would be, like, me before you.
1: <laughs> Again, so good. Um, and I completely understand. I feel like so many people kind of revert to TV shows and books and especially like rereading the same things because we know what's going to happen. It gives us a sense of comfort. But what I don't get is why that's kind of like almost looked down upon. Like, I feel like when we're not feeling well, especially like the older generation, they'll tell us to do something like take a walk or exercise to get our endorphins up. But sometimes you're really not in the mindset to do something productive. You just want to do something that'll make you feel good in the moment, you know?
0: I like that. I like that so much. Oh. I don't know. I feel like um, if if I want to take my mind off something, I'll go to the gym. Like I go, I I literally just came back from the gym. That's why I was telling you. I was like, should we move this another thirty minutes? <laughs> but, like, I just I just like left early, but that's what I do to keep my mind off of something. That's actually so funny to mention. Like, we have a difference in doing something to keep our mind off something else but then you have something that makes you feel better like those are two different things like for example uh like I know a lot of athletes they say they once they play like uh if you play a sport for example I played soccer okay Um, I like to refer to this one moment I had a game at 8 p.m and I had like a huge bio test the day after Mm -hmm. And I was studying on the way to the field because it's like a 30-minute drive. So I was studying studying. I was so stressed with this test. And then as soon as my foot hit the field, nothing about the test, like, was in my mind at the moment. And I always like to refer to that because that's how I feel whenever I play soccer, whenever I go to the gym. Like, it just takes my mind away from everything at the moment. But then, like, for example, guilty pleasure, like me binge-watching something, it makes me feel better at the moment um more so more
1: or less than taking my mind off of it does that make sense I don't know I totally see that so you're basically saying like those active sports because you're so focused on something you're not thinking about your problem whereas with like guilty pleasures like watching a tv show it's not distracting you but it's just really elevating the mood yeah Yeah, I see that
0: like sometimes they're making me feel even worse like if I if I like did bad on the test And I was like, mm, let me rush the notebook. I'll start crying because I want that. I can't have that. Like sometimes it just be making stuff worse. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean, is it really worse though, or is it just like an emotional release? Girl, you're saying too many big words for me. Okay. I <laughs> mean, like maybe it just gives us a chance to kind of relax and decompress. You know, like is it really that bad to like sit and cry and eat like some ice cream when you feel down? Do you feel better after you cry okay so weirdly enough sometimes i do like if there's a lot going on i'm usually not like a huge crier but if there's a lot going on to the point where like i literally cannot take it and i cry a little bit afterwards i'm like okay feel a little more calm feel a little more stable that's so weird dude
0: everyone asks this question in a psychology class if you feel better after you cry so many people say yes, but I've never... Un- it makes me feel worse. I don't really? I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like after I cry... I'm a huge cryer. We're, we're totally different. I just be crying <laughs> and cry sometimes. But I just feel numb. Like, I feel like I can't feel anything anymore. Maybe it's because, like, my face is blown up. I don't know, to be honest. But that's so weird to me. I don't know why, like, why you mentioned emotional release. It just made me think about that question it's totally off topic but it just made me think about it I don't know
1: no I mean I totally get that I think people have like really different styles of calming down and they have really different styles of showing their emotions Mm -hmm. personally my little theory is that some people don't feel as good after they cry um I think that's because I don't know. Our society kind of looks down on any sign of emotion or emotional weakness. Like we're told to bottle things up, especially because, you know, we're in a capitalist society. Productivity is so valued. Everyone needs to be like on it all the time. Like if you have a test tomorrow and you're really upset, your teacher's not going to care that you're upset. You have to sit there. You have to finish your studying. They don't care that you're crying. You can hand in that review sheet with teardrops all over it. They will not give it a second look. So, I don't know. I feel like people really beat themselves up for crying. But I think crying in itself could be a guilty pleasure. And there's nothing really, like, wrong with it. You're so right. I never thought about it being a guilty pleasure. That's actually so crazy, dude. (laughs) Kind of, right? You're you're so right about the teachers. You can sit there. You can slit your wrists. They won't care. They won't. That's the problem. That's really the problem. Like, we have this huge emphasis in society that you have to be productive and that productivity comes at the expense of our own emotional and mental well-being like your employers your teachers nobody really cares if you're struggling they just want to see that you're getting that work done and I think that's honestly like part of the reason why we look down on guilty pleasures because oh you could be doing something so much more productive with your time why are you re-watching a show well if it makes me feel better like why not
0: do it you just made me think about guilty pleasures in a completely different way. That's so funny <laughs> to me. It's it's so weird because some people might, like, for example, how I mentioned guilty pleasures might come become a bad thing when, I guess, you're spending too much money on it. Or um, the reason I don't want to say buying something in large quantities is I don't want to say it's a bad thing because also, like, I guess it also depends on opinion because people might be like more minimalistic. Like they won't need that many clothes or need that many shoes. Shoes, shoes, buying shoes. A lot of people do that and it's become a trend now. And that makes more people want to do it. And I feel like sometimes when, okay, I didn't even finish my last point to be honest. I'm literally jumping into another point. I didn't even finish my last point. Jumping into my second point, um, I was going to say if, you are trying to imitate someone else's guilty pleasure thinking it's going to make you feel better it probably won't because for example if someone's posting like oh my guilty pleasure is buying clothes it's shopping it's doing getting food or uh going doing whatever um and then like for example give, give me some of your guilty one of your guilty pleasures like your top one
1: Top one, I would have to say, like, I have a really bad habit of just like going to sleep to shut everything out.
0: That's so good. Like, for example, if I say, Oh, let me try that, I probably might struggle with falling asleep as easily, or uh, I don't, bro. I can, I can, I'll lay down right now and I'll pass out like this. <laughs> but, like, for example, somebody else might have that difficulty. Like, not everyone is going to have the same reaction to a guilty pleasure someone else might have. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people like for example, buying shoes, buying shoes might be someone I I heard it was actually someone's guilty pleasure the other day. And I was like, "Mm, I don't have that many shoes. I don't feel the need to buy that many shoes. I literally have my con. Okay, to be fair, if I could have Converse in every single color I would buy. But that's not the point. I have my Converse. I have loafers. Loafers are like grandpa shoes. (laughs) My grandpa shoes and then my Air Forces. Like those are the three shoes I rotate between every single day of my life. Essentials, yeah. And I don't have a problem with that. But somebody else might love buying it. And it's so crazy to me. Like I feel like when I sit down and I think, wow, people are so different. Like if you just sit there and literally think everyone is so different, it's so mind blowing. Like for example, I won't like this person because she's so different than this person, but I'm best friends
1: with this person. You know what I mean? Like- exactly. Yeah. I think like that's kind of like I don't want to say the issue. I think that's the difficult part about guilty pleasures because people are so different the things that make us feel better are also drastically different. And instead of just kind of viewing that as okay, like, yeah, everyone has different needs. We kind of get on people if their guilty pleasures are different than ours. Like if you're really a gym rat and actually going to the gym makes you feel better and it's what you're good at, it's what you like doing. You just need to go kind of work out, sweat it out, get that aggression out. That's awesome if that works for you. But if you go and you make someone feel bad because maybe their way of dealing with things is sleeping or baking or watching a show, then it's like, I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way. I don't like people who do that, you know? I don't like it either. Oh my God, you just brought up. You know you know that phrase, um,
0: girl support girls, but then it's like girl support girls till this and this, till this and this. Yes. Like, it bothers me. No, okay, wait, let me reword that. Girl support girls forever, hashtag live it up.
2: There you I'm, go. I'm
0: saying it bothers me that it's like girl support girls until this and this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I Until it's condition, I get you. I rephrased that a lot better the second time. Um, it's it's so weird because, for example, I saw a girl the other day. She had gotten lip filler, and she um, felt the need to get lip filler because people were cop. She's an influencer. She felt the need to get it because people were commenting on her lips, how they small they were, and so her. She mentioned one of her guilty pleasures was kind of. I guess, focusing on herself or putting herself first. Okay. Um, and a lot of people don't... Okay. What she said, What she said. that was her her thing. I was so confused. I was like, how is that a guilty pleasure when it's something you're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. But then I saw the comment section and not everyone does that. And for example, um, in my psychology class, we were going over symptoms of depression. And one of the top symptoms was... Uh, hygiene like you stop taking care of yourself yeah wise and I was seeing that many those those comments and this girl was explaining like how she kind of um went through this phase of depression and she stopped taking care of herself and she just slept all day she did not want to talk to anybody she isolated herself and then all of a sudden her taking care of herself became her guilty pleasure and that's why she got heavily into it and mm-hmm. I was like that's so weird hearing, especially from people who never suffered from that mentality. Um, but for example, if you have someone who had the same issue once in their life, like my psychology teacher told me, it's impossible to say that you have not been depressed once in your life. It's impossible to say. Of course, yeah. Um, And I was just thinking, I was like, that's so weird to say because- nobody thinks about guilty pleasures like that someone just thinks about like how we defined in the beginning something that just kind of takes you away or makes you feel better in the moment yeah. and that's exactly what self-care does except you're just supposed to do it more frequently than some people do it regularly
1: yeah, 100%. I think, like, a lot of the times, something simple could be a guilty pleasure for someone. Some people honestly find vacuuming really therapeutic. Technically, it's something you're supposed to do, but some people like it calms them down. But I think you brought up, like, a really interesting point with this influencer that got the lip injections. So, if that's her guilty pleasure and that makes her feel better, that's great and that's cool. But at the same time, do you think, like, there should be kind of a balance between things that are like more scientifically proven to make you feel better if your guilty pleasure isn't the healthiest thing to do. Meaning like if she's an influencer and younger girls are watching her Mm -hmm. and she's kind of putting out this message that she was feeling down about her appearance and she got lip injections to fix that. And maybe for her that works, definitely not putting her down, obviously freedom of choice, but for younger girls watching that, you know should they take that to heart because for them lip injections might not be a healthy thing to do at that point in time should they kind of go back to some of the scientifically proven ways of feeling better like you know getting some endorphins in eating something drinking something what do you think about that on finding that balance
0: dude sometimes like okay just to put that out there I don't care how many times someone will repeat this I think the older generation or like our generation but older like us like i'm I'm glitching right now, there's like we like we are now realizing how toxic social media is, mm-hmm. and we are realizing like for example, this girl we are mentioning and we're talking about with the lip injections, her specifically saying she's getting lip injections because someone kind of told her or pointed out for her whoa, someone pointed out her do <laughs> no point it out yeah her insecurity and she went and she got it fixed medically people that's that's normalized now like people now all over the all over media if you have something you're insecure about you can just go get a fixed like this nose job fixed like this um, uh, BBL fixed mm-hmm. like this uh, mm-hmm. whatever fixed like this everyone feels like they have a solution there's a solution to their problems and that's through something that we should not be screwing into the minds of the younger generation just like how you write up a point of how for example if i had a media platform and i was posting about um i don't want to say lip fillers okay since i'm muslim there's this girl on tiktok uh i'm not gonna say her name i'm like steering away from the names not too bad um, but she was is an ex-Muslim and she continuously posts about how she took off her scarf and she has nothing to do with Islam anymore and how much she hated it mm-hmm. and I find it so disrespectful I'm saying this in the nicest way possible <laughs> so disrespectful that you put that out for people who are Muslim to see your page about how you have seared away from it like if you are a strong believer of your religion and you just see someone steering away from it, it, it it's just disrespectful because they're not only saying it to your fellow people, but they're also showing it to like people who are non Muslim, like, oh, look at me. This isn't the right religion, and I'm proving it to you. Like you just kind of make us look even worse than we normally do. Um and that's it's it's so weird to me that. For example, bringing it back to a guilty pleasure, people find guilty pleasures in posting, posting on social media. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, 100%. Majority of influencers. And listen, this can be a good and very bad thing. For example, me and you, we are on podcasts. We are posting on media, but we're doing it in a good way. This is how, for me, at the end of the day, I like to record myself talking. Instead of like journaling, I like to record myself talking and I kind of just decompose my day onto my laptop that way my emotions are on my laptop and I love doing that and that's not bad at all but then you have people who use the media as I said before to spread all this false information and that's how they make themselves feel better but they harm the people around them
1: yeah I really see that and I think we've come to an interesting point in our discussion because up to this point we've kind of been saying like yeah like if you have a guilty pleasure go for it do it But now we've reached a point where, well, what if your guilty pleasure isn't necessarily great for your physical and mental health or great for the physical and mental health of others, then what? Do you kind of ignore what you want to do? Um, I think that's a really interesting situation. Um, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, like you said, I'm also going to refrain from using names, not to out anyone or bash anyone. I'm not saying this in a critical sense, just to like raise awareness. There was a TikToker that was recently going through a bit of a severe mental breakdown. She was not feeling well mentally. And as a way of coping with that, she was putting all of this on the internet. She was documenting what that was like for her. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I don't know, for me, I feel like if you're going through something, putting that on social media and exposing yourself to negative comments, I feel like that can make it so much worse. Mm -hmm. So for me, I worry that like when kids see like, oh, like if I'm going through something, I should like post on social media more to get like affirmation and to get these likes and comments. When the opposite happens and society starts bashing on you, mm-hmm. I think that that can turn dangerous really quickly, especially when you're not in a great mental state to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I really don't know how to go about that. Like if your guilty pleasure is something that's ultimately not great for you, should you even indulge in it? Like, should you find something else to substitute it? A lot of people take that as, oh, she's uh like calling out for attention exactly, and they're gonna start bashing on you right, even if you feel like you're sharing, and if you're really like breaking down and you're having a really tough moment in your life, that amount of people hating on you it's gonna make things so much worse, and that's setting up a really dangerous situation
0: I've always always wondered like you know how many crying videos or like apology videos okay, this is i don't know this is kind of relating to you, but kind of not like people showing their emotion on social media especially with apology videos like we talked about cancel culture in one of our episodes and the apology videos that come after that so mm-hmm. are quite odd to me um because at that point i feel like viewers don't know if that's real or not and that's the problem like for example if i watch a, if i watch an apology video and you are start crying i'm not gonna watch it anymore because it's like i don't want to listen <laughs> like it's just i feel like if you're sincere you will make a sincere video and it will show, especially depending on the type of person that you were and the media platform that you put out there. That also plays heavily into the situation. But what you're saying, like, for me, if I see... Um, there's only one person on the internet that talks about her mental health often, and I love her. Her name's Emma Chamberlain. I have referred to her so many times throughout podcast episodes she is the one person that like she knows the balance like she she's not gonna she's just she's just such a good representation of it because she doesn't constantly post about it people just notice it and that's that's something viewers just notice with their influencers um she's had videos of her crying but it's not her on purpose she's not like it's just her breaking down and that's how a lot of people have in a lot of situations like sometimes I can just be sitting here and I'll think about something I'll start breaking down or if I'm so stressed I'll just start breaking down Mm -hmm. Um, and there's that I was gonna say something else about her but I forgot oh were you have you ever uh, heard about I mentioned this in, in another episode but when Emma Chamberlain got bashed because she said she didn't shower as a joke
1: I did hear that it was really like long continual bashing people were making these videos about her saying she's dirty she's unhygienic even though yeah like you said it was a joke.
0: One it was a joke and two we don't know if that was like her depression phase because I know at that point in time until now like she's still struggling uh, mentally I don't want to uh, diagnose her or anything so I'm just gonna say struggling mentally she's not mentally the most stable mm-hmm. um, I think is the best way to put that Um And she and a lot of people just bashed her for it. And now people are starting to realize like what was wrong. And she got so much hate for it. And I felt so bad for her. I felt because I love her. I love her. She, she's the best. If somebody asked me for someone to represent this generation, I'd point to her.
1: Yeah. And I think like this These examples that you're bringing up with the apology videos and Emma Chamberlain, I think that it comes back to a kind of bigger issue where Gen Z living in a generation of technology, I think one of our really big guilty pleasures is validation, social validation that we can get in an instant from technology, from social media. And like you said, these YouTuber apology videos where they're like, crying and trying to get their fan base back after they've done something wrong. Sometimes it is fake. Uh, Not with Emma's case. Like you said, she's really genuine about it, but there are people who find um, a sort of pleasure. Like it makes them feel better to have people on their side, to be, to have people saying, Oh, I forgive you. Um, You know, you're my favorite influencer again, all that. And I think that it kind of teaches us maybe unconsciously that when we're feeling down, there's a really easy way to kind of find pleasure again. And that's by going on social media, by trying to get positive comments, likes. I I really don't know if that's right or wrong. I think if, you know, posting on Instagram or vlogging on Snapchat or whatever it is you want to do, if that makes you feel better, go for it. But I don't know, like when we're really feeling down, maybe we should just take a step away from the devices and really just focus on us.
0: I see. There's a... I had a teacher once who was I don't know if I mentioned this before but he was saying if you cannot sit with yourself in like a room alone with no devices no distractions then something is wrong. And you know, I always thought about that cuz he said to me, he said this to me when I was like 13, 14. So I never understood what he was saying. And I've I at that point I was like, "Oh yeah, no, like I be completely fine sitting alone in the room that was a lie just that, that <laughs> did
1: not work out i think for most of us yeah that wouldn't work
0: yeah and at that point in time that's because a lot of people um i feel like love being around a group of, like a group right for me when i'm alone i get upset when i'm alone i feel like i can overthink so easily <clears throat> yeah but when i'm with a group of people specifically like my cousins my family like Everything, they just take me away. Like how guilty pleasures take me away from my mindset. Family will take me away from my mindset. And sitting alone does not help. Sitting alone makes everything come back. And yeah. at that point, when he told me, if you can't sit alone, that's a problem. And when I tried, I couldn't. But now, I would much rather be alone to think things over without people. I don't know, like nagging from like different. Angled, I don't know how to word it. Um, but something, something along those, those lines, it just came up. You want the mic?
1: No, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. And I think we're kind of reaching a little bit of a conclusion almost. We're kind of finding that some guilty pleasures you can indulge in. That's perfectly fine. If you want to rewatch your show and that makes you feel better, go ahead and rewatch it. But maybe if you're thinking, uh, that a guilty pleasure is something a little more self-destructive. Maybe you want to stay away from that and try to find some new healthier habits. Right. Jaden
0: joined us for the last couple of minutes. Jaden, do you want to say hi?
2: Hi.
0: Jaden's here. Um, would you like to uh, give us an Wait. example of one of your guilty pleasures?
2: My guilty pleasure? oh I don't even know. That's a good question.
0: I said, I said, buying like food. Like if I'm driving on the road, I'm like, mm. and I, I'm full by the way. And I'm driving I'm like mm, McDonald's sounds so good. This Sonic sounds so good. Like I have a habit of constantly just being broke basically. Um, I guess. Or like we said, rewatching
1: shows. Yeah. That was a big one that came up. Rewatching shows. We said posting on social media to get validation could be a guilty pleasure.
2: 100%. <laughs> you know,
1: so I, I would say
2: mine is probably shopping. Um, like shopping is probably huge. I told um, you.
0: I told you. Yeah, so it's amazing. a big one. I to say shopping.
2: <laughs> like, like I love clothes. Clothes, like I could have the same shirt and I would buy it again. I don't care. I would. I, I could have the shirt and I would buy it in five different colors. Like, it's so bad that like going to the mall is almost impossible for me because I would walk out with three bags of something. Old Navy, Kohl's, Zara, Mace, like, I could go on and on that, like, shopping is truly, like, something that just, like, oh, like, it just, I just need to get something every time um, because I just, like, I need to treat myself. I need to treat myself, even though I don't. I need to save money. I,
1: I like that attitude though, like, you know, Jaden knows what makes him feel better. And he takes no shame in that. And, you know, we were discussing, like, should we find healthier versions of our guilty pleasures? But if he's not hurting anyone, he actually has enough money to go shopping and it makes him feel better. Like, why not?
0: This this is what I was telling her. I was like, bro, it's so weird that people are so different. Because I was telling her, like, people love, like, all over the internet, love buying shoes now. And I was telling her, I was like, Literally, I have three pairs of shoes I rotate. I told her I have Converse, my loafers, aka my grandpa shoes, and then my Air Forces. Those are the three shoes I wear. And then I don't buy, like, for example, Jaden wants something in every color. Me, I won't. I won't want that. And it's so look at him counting his shoes. And I won't want that because it's not like I rotate between the three couple of outfits. Like once I once I buy a shirt, I'll wear that shirt for the like a week straight. Then like it'll get lost in my in my in my closet somewhere, and then I empty it. Mm-hmm. Jaden isn't like that, and it's so no. weird too. Like, people are so different when you think about it. I don't know. This is my. Oh. So,
2: speaking of shoes, so I just counted around my room, and I have seven oh. pairs of shoes laying around. I have seven pairs of shoes. Okay. So I have. I have two pairs of sandals. I have my Uggs, two sneakers, two pairs of boots. So. they're 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 all over the place you know like my my room is basically closet central I have clothes everywhere because I have so much clothes I don't have enough storage to store them
1: (laughs) but you know what Yasmin and Jaden you guys have very different approaches but who's to say that one is better than the other like if Yasmin doesn't want to buy a lot of clothes when she's feeling down and she feels better rotating her outfits that's what works for her why not If you feel better buying clothes and that's what works for you and that's what elevates your mood, why not? So something that we were talking about a little bit before, a little earlier, is how people kind of have the tendency to rag on each other's guilty pleasures. Like we brought up the example of gym rats telling other people that maybe like to nap or like to watch shows like, oh, like you should find a healthier expression for your emotions. But I don't know. In my opinion, I think if you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, whatever you want to do to kind of pull yourself out of a bad mood, I think you should be okay to do that
2: exactly i say uh, another one is flirting flirting oh is my weird. god
0: i feel like <laughs> Jaden doesn't like- flirt jayden doesn't flirt he goes mm, he looks good. and then he'll let all of us why flirt. not
1: no it's just like
0: i, I what do you like- mean why
1: not there's too many to keep up with <laughs> okay but you know if he's not hurting anyone and you know everyone is consensual and everyone's like fine with it why not like that's my thing if flirting makes him feel better he's not hurting anyone you know he's not influencing anyone negatively i think like yeah like go for it we have a picture of him flirting with somebody he looks like a
0: history teacher you know what i want to find that i yeah. swear to god you yeah. should count his dress shoes too
2: there, there there's a picture of me and my fashion my maybe dressed up in school because when i go to school i dress up like crazy like today i wore a, a button, model shirt and i wear my jeans so like like that i do out. the same thing like i'm very extra and then like you know school is about getting an education but sometimes it's about flirting
0: Jaden, do you wait okay i know you have a yoga class do you think do. You'd, do you think you'd find yoga as a guilty pleasure
2: necessarily no i just find it as like one of my like one of my like classes that i enjoy going to like i very much look forward to going to yoga but i wouldn't say i find it as a guilty pleasure
0: Mm, i mentioned Mm -hmm. that i was like there's a difference between doing something because it makes you feel better and then doing something um because it takes your mind off of stuff or Mm -hmm. you kind of just have to
1: yeah Um, Jaden, I actually also do yoga occasionally, but for me, it's not because like, I actually want to, like, I'm the type of person I was telling Yasmin earlier, when I'm upset, I kind of go into shutdown mode, meaning I need to sleep. I need to read a good book. I need to close myself in my room and watch Netflix. But because I feel like society kind of rags on those guilty pleasures, I tell myself, I'm like, okay, like I need to go to yoga and get some physical activity and get the endorphins going. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Neither one of us views that as like a guilty pleasure you like it you kind of just like it as an activity I kind of like force myself to go because I know I need it so again there are like those differences in human psychology and again like neither way is wrong
2: mm-hmm. I, I love yoga yoga it just like <laughs> he like, loves
0: his teacher she's like so soothing mm-hmm.
2: like I don't know I are very much like it's one of my favorite classes to go to because you know my week is very stressful like You know, some days I get home at nine, some days I get home at six and like everything's kind of like unbalanced, you know, and I would very much like if I could get home each day at the same time, but -hmm. that's not the case because of my schedule, I would be flip-flopping one day it's two o'clock, one day it's it's 10, one day it's not, like it's a big just chart and so like yoga is just like not a guilty pleasure, but it's just a thing I look forward to going to and it's a thing that my teacher, my professor makes fun um so i wouldn't kind of good guilty pleasure but i kind of like a favorite activity so i think there's like the difference a line there I
0: like it. Yeah. uh it. Well, would you like to wrap us up for today like wrap
1: up in like 10 seconds so that I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it really quick I think our final word on this is that if your guilty pleasure isn't hurting you it's not hurting other people and it makes you feel better go for it if your guilty pleasure has the potential to maybe harm yourself or influence others around you in a negative way maybe rethink that talk to a parent talk to a friend talk to a mental health professional in your day to make yourself feel better
0: Oh, God, it was wrapping. But that was quick, you, yeah. Thank you, guys, for listening. Uh, it on, it on. Thank you, guys, for listening to this week's podcast. And we'll see you next week. Okay, I just wanted to add something really quick, just like an actual thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, and we will see you guys next week, once again, because I think it cut off a little bit. So I wanted to make it clear, but I didn't want to cut it off to be even more awkward. Thank you for listening. It means a lot for the support. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.